Up next, we've got a story about a guy I would love to meet. It's told to us by Michael Koenig. He wrote a book about the crazy things people will do for money, and one chapter of the book deals with one of the most legendary gamblers in history, Archie Karras. Michael tells us Archie's story. In the late 90s, I spent a lot of time in Las Vegas. I was writing a gambling column for a magazine, and I was spending a lot of time specifically at a place called Binion's Horseshoe, where they held the annual World Series of Poker. There was a big buzz going around the casino about a guy who supposedly had won every single one of Binion's $5,000 chips and put them in his rack. This had never been done before, and it sounded at first like one of these apocryphal Vegas myths. And I tracked down the story, and to my astonishment, the guy actually did exist. Archie Karras. The first time I met him was at Binion's Horseshoe, at the dice pit where he actually had his epic run. He was courtly and gentlemanly. He looked a little bit like John Gotti. Pompadour and pinky rings struck me as someone who was part hustler, part European aristocracy. Archie went on the greatest run that anybody could ever remember in Vegas casinos. So going back to the beginning of the story, He was, in fact, stone-cold broke. He was living out of his car. But in the surreal world of professional gambling, being broke doesn't necessarily mean that you're a failure or that you're out of the game. It just means you've got to find somebody to loan you some money. So uh, our man Archie found a friend to loan him $10,000, and that became the seed money for what would be known as the run. He decided to take a shot at the biggest game in the Mirage card room. So he took that 10000 and he promptly won 20000 in this game. He took that money, paid off his friend. This is when he started gambling on billiards with a famous casino executive. Over the course of a couple sessions, at $10,000 a game, he was able to get close to a million dollars. He had amassed now a really intimidating bankroll and went to Binion's Horseshoe and challenged all comers for some of the largest stakes anybody had ever seen for poker. Every turn of the card, somebody had a bet between eight dollars and $16,000. Archie knew that for these kind of stakes, there were only a handful of players who would be willing to gamble that high. And those tended to be the best players in the world, guys who are in the Hall of Fame. Archie played these guys heads up and won another $2 million. So now he had 3 to $4 million, and instead of doing the sensible thing, quitting, saving, planning, Archie went to the dice table. The horseshoe gave him his own private table with security guards around it, keeping the ruffians away from the felt, and he rolled the dice. 
In the first week that Archie started playing dice, he had winning sessions of 1.6 million, 900,000, 800,000, 1.3 million, and 4 million. At one point, he had every single one of Binion's chocolate-colored $5,000 chips. Luck be a lady tonight. Now, during this period, he also claims to have booked losing sessions of $2 million, $2.5 million, and $1.5 million. So we need to be clear, this was not some sort of weird, magical dice that never lost. But he went up a lot more than he went down. Exactly how much he won is very difficult to verify. What's clear is that at a certain point, a guy who came to Vegas with $50 in his pocket had $17 million in his account. Archie was feeling invincible, like the force was with him. If he could just keep in action, this beautiful run never would really stop. Archie had a history of going on big runs in which he amassed a lot of money all at once and then blew it. And he said, I've been a millionaire 50 different times and been broke just as many. At some point, most gamblers say, wait a minute, I need to stop. I need to thank my lucky stars. They have a part of them deep down that fears losing. But that is why a normal person will never win $17 million. Archie had pride that he wasn't scared. The point that he kept stressing to me was, I don't care about money. I don't fear money. I sleep the same whether I'm in the backseat of my car, dead broke, or whether I have $10 million in a safety deposit box. Money doesn't matter to me. It's the game. If you play a casino game long enough, you will eventually lose and they will eventually win. And that is what happened to Archie. Everything came crashing back to reality. During this period of losing and giving it all back, Archie had a stunning lack of regret. He gave a lot of it back at the dice table. Over a three-month period or so, he just sort of slowly dribbled it all back. We know that the run came to an end because in the years after, Archie could be seen at the World Series of Poker asking for backers to put him into the poker game. I don't have his phone number. I haven't talked to him in years. He's difficult to contact because he will go a year without anybody seeing him. But friends of mine in the poker business have reported seeing him every now and then at a big poker tournament. Well, I initially walked away with the story with a sense of disgust. Man, that's pathetic. But as I've gotten more distance from the story, I realize that somebody like Archie, he can be, in a strange way, an inspiration. 
Before I met Archie, perhaps the largest single wager I ever made on anything was maybe $100. And after meeting Archie, I realized that if I ever wanted to be a winning gambler, I had to get over that constant fear of losing. Subsequently, I did get involved in gambling. I actually ended up being a professional sports better and writing a best-selling book about sports betting. Archie had taught me what's the worst thing that can happen. You lose and you start over again. You got to know when the hole Now, if anyone has seen Archie, please let us know. We here at Snap have raised $34.58, and we want to invest. And you know, some accounts say that Archie actually got up to $40 million in winnings. But what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, baby. Michael's got a website at michaelkonick.com. He's got a bunch of books out. We'll have a link on our site, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.